here with Trevor Wilson, Associate Commissioner at the WHSAA, who will be the new commissioner here soon. First, Trevor, congratulations on being selected for that. And just what is it going to be like taking that role here soon? Well, th- thanks a lot, Wyatt. I appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity. It's a very humbling and, and an honor to be the next commissioner of the association. And, you know, I have big shoes to fill um, with Ron Laird, you know, leaving. So he's done a great job for the last 19 years. And I just hope we can continue what he's built and maybe add some things as well. Well, one of the big things that is coming to the Wyoming High School Activities Association is more of a kind of a restructure of the reclassification, more of a harder threshold that schools have to meet. What was the process of getting this new reclassification structure coming into Wyoming? Yeah, it, it certainly is a change for us, but it's been a probably, a, I mean, we've had several proposals over the last many years that I've been around. And, and this one came about, probably started probably two years ago. And it really started formulating with our uh, athletic directors and then our reclassification committee at our board level. And again, just based on some data over the last uh, several years, and the change is, as you know, is we now, we don't group them by number of schools in each classification. It's now wherever their enrollment is. And that's a, a huge change for us. Um, but our schools like the idea, um, and I think the biggest thing they like is that if a school's enrollment moves up or down, it doesn't affect them, meaning that if in the past, if we had a 3A school that moved up to 4A, that would bump a 4A school down. This does not do that. We simply have the 700, excuse me, 700 enrollment and up is 4A. From 210 to 699 is 3A, 110 to 209 is 2A, and then from 109 and below is 1A. So it, it's, it's different, but, you know, we look forward to it. Again, it won't go into play until our 24-25 school year, and then, of course, we'll go into play for two years. And is this going to be kind of a see how it goes the first time around, or is this going to be something that might go on for years to come? It could go on forever, and our, our, uh, it will go in or it will go on until someone else puts in another proposal, and then whether or not we change or not will depend on how long this lasts. But if we don't get proposals to change, then this will be the structure in place until then. So, Trevor, all sports besides football are being affected by this kind of change what was the reason for leaving football out i know there's kind of a structure there for football but why was football kind of thrown out of this conversation i think the the biggest thing football seems to work and as you know we have five classes of football um so people at least in our state feel like football's okay so let's not let's not mess with it and and that's the biggest reason not that we couldn't do it with football but you know it just it was the uh, consensus of all of our schools just to leave football out and trevor with this new reclassification is kind of some questions maybe with regards of the 4a ranks because if we take the recent uh reclassification numbers there's only 15 schools that meet that 700 student threshold how does that affect with say basketball for regionals or the you know the team sports in that regard those are all very good questions and and there's no answers right now but conferencing just just a little bit of 
clarity, as an association, we don't dictate conferences. Uh, we let the schools decide. So that will be up to our schools over the next however many months to determine who's in what conference, and they decide. And then for a regional standpoint, we just simply say that we want their four best teams from each regional. How they get there, how they do that, that's, that's kind of up to them. So you mentioned that as of right now, unless something changes, there will be 15 schools in 4A, 16 in 3A, 14 in 2A, and then 23 in 1A if uh, Chugwater and Glendo have a school. It, it's uh, I think there's talk that they might close those two schools. So the, the, the 4A will have some challenges with 15 schools, but it's, it's certainly not impossible. And, uh, you know, it'll probably be a seven on one side, eight on the other. And, you know, our schools will have to just figure that out sometime in the, in the near future. They, they need to have it figured out before we schedule in November. So they've got uh, however many months, four, five, six months to figure out what they want to do. So when we come to schedule in November for the 24-25 school year, they know exactly what conference is what. And Trevor... What were you mentioned? Kind of like the athletic directors were kind of liking what this upcoming classification is going to look like. What were some maybe other things that were brought to the table as far as maybe concerns, positives about this new reclassification? Yeah, I think the the three uh, criteria that that our committee, the classification committee, looked at. Number one was just equity in sports, um, and and what I kind of mean by that is consistency in, in classification, so that you're basically 4a and everything if you're a 4a school in the past it hasn't been that way we've had schools that are 4a and something 3a and the other and it gets kind of it's tough locally sometimes to say hey you know we're in 4a in basketball and we're 3a in football which still could be the case obviously with football but a lot of those sports they were just in different classifications and it was just hard to try to explain that to your public um, and then the other thing is the the reason these numbers came out is over the years, again, based on data, there's natural, if you want to call it natural, breaks in enrollment numbers. Not that those can't change, but at least right now, there's somewhat of a break between the numbers that we have set up. And whether or not that continues, that trend continues, I guess we'll just we'll find out. But that, that's that, those are some of the biggest things. I was going to say, at least between Green River and Cody, there's a different significant break as far as how many students were in that. So you kind of answered that question. You know, what's going back to Fremont County, you know, Riverton's kind of starting to see that change going up into the 4A ranks. You know, they're going into soccer 4A now for the first time this season. Riverton's kind of one of those schools that, you know, 3A in some sports and 4A in most sports. So that's going to kind of help clarify that stuff is kind of what you were mentioning earlier yeah yeah so riverton in essence will be 4a and everything other than football football they'll still be 3a but in every other sport they're going to be 4a um so it just it just makes it cleaner for our schools to explain and basically for us to support that as well that our schools are in basically one classification other than football we've talked about that enough but um, and I, I think, you know, I, I think it'll be good. I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. And it's definitely a, a big change for us and for our schools. But it, it passed, not unanimously, but it, it's, it had great support over the last, you know, round of district meetings 
and at the board level. So we'll just see what happens. And then my final question here, at least that I have with me, you know, you guys do the kind of roundup numbers every two years. Is that still going to be kind of the same thing or will it be kind of a year over year type thing? The process will be exactly the same. So what we'll do is we'll get the numbers uh, in June that the that the schools turn in. Well, actually, they turn them in in June for their uh, reimbursement numbers as far as the number of uh, kids that enrolled. So they get reimbursed by our state. And then we take those numbers, and hopefully we get that whole thing done by August so we can present those numbers to the schools to let them know exactly what classification they're going to be in. But the process to, for determining those will be the same as we've used in the past, just a different structure that we've talked about. Perfect. That's everything I have, Trevor. Is there kind of anything else that you know is being in the talks with the WHSAA, or is there anything that people should know about this new reclassification structure? Uh, not not so much about that. I think we've, we've covered most of that. I, I, we also approved a three-day state wrestling format, which will be boys and girls, uh, beginning on Thursday, they'll all run together. Um, every class will have two mats, so we kind of put that together, and that's been approved. So we'll, I think that's a good move. I think it's a good move for for girls wrestling as well. So um, that will be a, a change for us at the state level. Perfect, Trevor. Again, I know this was kind of last minute, but I appreciate you taking no some time and talking about this new big change coming into Wyoming. Anytime, Wyatt. I appreciate you reaching out. That's Trevor Wilson, Associate Commissioner of the WHSAA, and we'll be back after this.